KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Welcome to the KPBS Summer Music Series. You know the sun is going down. In this episode, San Diego blues man Tomcat Courtney traveled from the cotton fields of Texas by way of a three-ring circus, and on that road, he found the blues. But I know she's somewhere in this town. And... Ice pick and paint, hidden underneath the maze. Unlike the heroes, fighting a question they never her album debuted at number one on the Billboard Blues charts, and she's a four-time San Diego Music Award winner. Whitney Shea shares a musical collaboration that celebrates healthcare workers. That's next. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Welcome to the KPBS Summer Music Series, San Diego's own music discovery podcast that features encore presentations of our best in-studio performances and interviews, celebrating our diverse music scene and beyond. I'm your host, Kurt Conan. Whitney Shea is known as a blues vocalist. Her album debuted at number one on the Billboard Blues charts. She's a four-time San Diego Music Award winner, including Best Blues Artist in 2019's Artist of the Year and Female Artist of the Year for Blues Blast magazine. But her style goes beyond any one genre. She's influenced by the legendary black female vocalists like Bessie Smith and Etta James that paved the way for soul, jazz, blues, and so much more. But also country singers like Bonnie Raitt. Whitney Shea brings a style all her own, and a raw sincerity and positivity that's sorely needed in these tough times. Midday Edition's Maureen Cavanaugh spoke with Whitney Shea, and we start off with her song, Far Apart, Still Close. It's sweet to talk, but we both savor the touch. How lucky we are to have someone that we miss so much. That was Far Apart, Still Close by Whitney Shea off her new album, Stand Up. Hi, Whitney. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Your new album, as I said, Stand Up, is very positive and fun. What inspired it? I really just wanted to make music that made people feel good, that made them dance, and really just kind of communicated an overall theme of empowerment, whether that's female empowerment or just empowerment to people of all races and genders. And I'm just really excited that this album, being my first all original album, has really 
given people, especially in this current world that we're in, just uh, something to look forward to, a breath of fresh air, shall we say. And how do you describe your music? Genres are kind of something the labels kind of created to market and sell music. So for me, it's been interesting in my journey since I love the roots genre and specifically black music in general, but I love jazz, jazz music, blues, soul. And so it's hard for me to just say, I like this and this is what my music is. So that's why I say high energy rhythm and blues that makes people dance. Now you said that you have a real affinity for black music. And yes. white artists like yourself who sing in traditionally black music genres like blues are sometimes accused of cultural appropriation. Have you thought right. about that? And how do you respond to that criticism? I've thought about that a lot. And especially in the current political climate that we're in, um, I feel and I've always felt that I'm a guest in the musical art form that I'm in. I always like to say appreciation, not appropriation. And I realized that, you know, growing up in Southern California, I don't have the same experience that, you know, a black person living in the 1950s in Mississippi does. And I recognize that and I recognize my own personal privilege for that. Now, does that mean that I don't completely love the music and find some, you know, glean some personal relationship to it? Yes, I do. I love it. But I realize that I'm a guest in the genre and I never try to claim it as something that I, I have any ownership to. You said your new album, Stand Up, was full of new songs, stuff that you've written, but you started out playing cover songs. So how yeah. difficult was that transition? It was interesting because coming from a theater background, the text that you interpret as an actor is usually not your own. It's usually something you're interpreting. So when I first started, I always considered myself an interpreter of other people's music. And I think that there is beauty to that. And a lot of people are very successful. And I definitely started my career doing that. But for a long time, I didn't really feel that I could consider myself in some way a true artist until I was making my own music. And so that's been a really important part of my journey the last few years, especially, that I really wanted to focus more on crafting songs and spending time on writing. And so that's why it was so important to me to really carve out a significant amount of time before we started this album, just so I could craft the songs and luckily I have a wonderful composer and songwriting partner that I got to do that with. Let's hear another song off the album Stand Up. This is You Won't Put Out This Flame. Call my eyes, play tricks in the dark. Take a look inside and you'll notice the spark. The fuse has been lit, my spirit's aglow, but now you better back away before I explode. That was You Won't Put Out This Flame, performed by Whitney Shea. Your new album debuted at number one on the Billboard Blues chart. At the same time, you filed for unemployment. How has this pandemic affected your career as a musician? 
there was an article that came out with the with the headline, you know, singer hits number one on Billboard, files for unemployment the same day. And at first, I was a little taken aback and and embarrassed even by that headline. But then I realized, well, unfortunately, this is the reality that we're all facing right now, and not just in the entertainment industry, but in every industry, people have faced challenges finding work and finding full-time employment well this year 2020 was going to be probably my biggest year yet this was my chance to really tour in the rest of the u.s and really establish myself in the european market but i like to say that the universe teaches us balance and we kind of have to learn to adapt so artists really have turned to live streaming turn to learning recording software and video editing and we've had to become more well-rounded artists but what do we do when the world doesn't come back when broadway theaters and music venues aren't able to come back after this pandemic i mean that's the, the question that we're all asking ourselves and unfortunately none of us have the answer but i, I am seeing that people really especially online they desperately need music and they desperately need art to pull them away from what's going on in the world. And I, and I really hope that society as a whole will recognize that and we'll be able to, as artists, continue to make a living. Well, you know, despite the unanswered questions you were talking about, it's it's obvious, you can just hear it in your voice that you've stayed positive and productive through this quarantine. Why don't you tell us about the song, You're Not Alone, and what inspired it? So this project was just an important way for us to say thank you to all the essential workers that are out there on the front lines during this pandemic. We recorded this song all sheltered in place during quarantine with musicians from the United Kingdom, Brazil, Austin, Texas, and here in San Diego, California. It's a way for us musicians to come together and collaborate on a project and just really to bring people joy in this time because if anything else people really need something entertainment music art to look forward to during these dark times so this is just our way to say thank you and bring joy to people reaching out and touching the cold Coming up next, a special performance by the late, great Tomcat Courtney. 
KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. Tomcat Courtney was an award-winning, nationally known blues man and a staple of the San Diego music scene. In 2013, he gave a very special performance in the KPBS studio and spoke with Midday Edition's Maureen Cavanaugh. Tomcat died in 2021, but his music and inspiration live on not only in the San Diego music scene, but beyond. Now you meet me in a bottle. Bring me my boots and my shoes, Lordy Mama. Lord God Almighty, meet me in a bottle. Bring me my boots and my shoes. Travel all the time, teenage your mama. Great got a money, little bitty woman. The girl like to travel all the time. You know it ain't no telling what on my little woman's mind. You ought to see my little woman. The girl is so low to the ground. Thank you for that. Thanks and welcome, Tomcat Courtney. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, that's a song that was made famous by Lightning Hopkins, right? Yeah, it was, well, it was written by Blind Lemon Jefferson. But, uh, you know, uh, Lightning Hopkins, he uh, he done it better than I think anybody else done it. They kind of made it, brought it out in, in a Texas Delta style, you know. Did is he one of the influences on you? Is he somebody you wanted to be like when you were coming up? Well, he was my main influence, uh-huh. really. Yeah, I I saw several of them where we was at, you know, living in the country at that time. They had different people coming to harmonica player too, and maybe one or two guitars. But I saw lightning, then I wanted guitar. Now, Tomcat, you grew up in a really small town in Texas. So, how did you see? all these performers when you were growing up? Well, at that time, see, if you was on a big farm, during the fall of the year, all in, most guys that played music 
would play out there. They would have a joint that had made out there, built up. So like on weekends, they would get them to play. So they would just come on the circuit to these little jute joints? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I heard was on the first instrument you really liked was your feet. Well, <laughs> I learned how to tap dance by imitating a, a train, really. How, the, how does that work? Well, see, we, when we lived on this farm, it was a cotton gin and a stove. That's all it was. And it was a creek, a big, you know, a big wide creek. So they had a bridge across it where they crossed the cattle. So I would go on that bridge, you know, that's where the train, you know, would cross. And so I'd be on that bridge. And a train lead with a load of cotton. And he go choo, 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 choo. And, I, you know, I can imitate the train, mm-hmm. you know. We didn't go to the city too often. So we went to the city one Saturday, and never forget it. I saw they had a little show, medicine show, like, you know, where they selling snake oil and had all kind of stuff like that. That's about 39. So uh, I saw Bojangles tap dancing, and I just went to this bridge, back to this trusser, and start amputating them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and that and that got you out of the Texas town and into the circus. Yeah. So what happened during the forties, around forty-four, they were drafting everybody in the army. So they had some dancers on this show. They called them both in the service. Somebody told them about me out there on that bridge, you know. And they came out there, yeah. And that's how I left. I was about 15 then, you know. You you saw that as your opportunity to move on into the world. Yeah, so I just kept going, you know. Now, another thing I was reading about you was that uh, when you were in the circus and you were doing your dancing, you also found out, or the world found out, you could sing. Yeah. How yeah, they, they found Well, the way they found out I could sing, I didn't know I had it. So, but they had this girl, she was a young lady, she was about 21 or two. She could really dance and had a beautiful voice. And I was about 15 or 16. Anyway, I felt sorry for her because they was on her back. They wanted her to sing St. Louis Blues. So they say, and she just couldn't remember it, and voice was beautiful. So I said, oh man, I know St. Louis Blues. I've been listening to it all my life. So, uh, so I was out there, I said, I hate to see, you know, she said, I hate to see that evening sun go down. I said, God, come here. Lord, I hate to see that evening sun go down. I'm just going all over the song, you know. Well, go over there. Let me hear you go over there again with a kid. Let the kid sing the song. <laughs> You know, what you're talking to us about, uh, Tomcat Courtney, is is a time in the 40s when even touring with the circus, things were segregated. What was it like to perform <clears throat> in, in, you know, in, in the South? Well, look, we weren't only in the South. We traveled all over the world as circus. But what it was, they had like a rope here, you know, like white over here. They, they have it over here, white here, black here. They have a white here, colored here. It is signs that's everywhere. You know, when blacks could go someplace in Mississippi, they couldn't even go. You know, anybody that's listening to your stories and, and, you know, the fact that you've been doing this for such a long time might be surprised to know 
that you're still writing songs that mm-hmm. are about now, that yeah. are about here and now. And yeah. one of them, um, a song of yours about Hurricane Katrina, mm-hmm. was really popular on your European tour. I wonder yeah. if you would play that for us. I think it's called Disaster, Disaster Blues. Blues, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I got more requests for that in France than I did anyway. Well, I wrote that, I met this guy. He came, he came here, and he's telling about all he had on was his brother's clothes because he lost everything, and he had a brother in San Diego. Anyway, that we got to talking, and he telling me, say, man, I, last I saw my house was, was flooded up to the ceiling. You know, he, they had to get him off the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he uh, he's sitting there talking to me. I see. I met a homeless man this morning. Oh, he was looking very sad. Met a homeless man this morning. Oh, he was looking very sad. Everything in the world, everything in the world that I had. It was down in Louisiana, down in New Orleans. It was down in Louisiana. Thank you. 
Yeah, Disaster Blues by my guest, Tomcat Courtney. Thank you so much for that. You know, San Diego's a long way from where you grew up. It's a long way from New Orleans. It's a long way from where we think of yeah, yeah. as the blues, right? As as the place there where blues developed. Mm-hmm. So where do you find your inspiration here in San Diego? Because you've been living here for a long time. Yeah, I've been living. Well, I guess I just played the blues, you know, and I... I ain't try to learn nothing new, so I guess the same old thing is there. As long as you stay on the same road, you know what I mean? You're going to keep traveling <laughs> till the road run out. <laughs> you took San Diego and made it the subject of, of one of your songs, Sundown San Diego. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I wrote a song about Sundown San Diego. You want to play that for us? Yeah, I'll play that. Cause, okay. Because I wrote about San Diego. <laughs> Sun is going down. City lights coming on all over town. You know the sun is going down. City lights coming on all over town. I can't find my baby, but I know she's somewhere in this town. my window, wonder where in the world my baby goes, yeah, I been looking out my window, wonder where in the world my baby goes, I can't find my baby, I know she somewhere in San Diego. Shoes, and I got my 
somewhere in San Diego. Oh, that's why I'm hanging around a gas lamp quarter. <laughs> that's Sundown San Diego performed by Tomcat Courtney. Tomcat, thank you so much. It's thank been you. such an honor to have you here with us. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you. I'm glad, glad to be here. Enjoyed myself. You know, I used to play in a nightclub, you know. Water's all right, but... <laughs> But playing in nightclubs, you know what I mean. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the KPBS Summer Music Series. John Decker is Interim Associate General Manager of Content, Lisa Jane Morissette, Operations Manager, and Megan Burke is Senior Producer. To catch a new episode every two weeks, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And for performance videos and more great artists, visit kpbs.org slash summer music series. I'm Kurt Conan. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com.